I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much (laughs) the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, Thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey everyone, welcome back to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I thought for something a little bit different today that I would interview my boyfriend Maddie as we have been together for most of the Collabasaurus journey so far. And I thought I'd catch him off guard on a Sunday afternoon and ask a few questions about what it's like to be with a startup founder. I asked him about my strengths, my weaknesses, how I get through stressful times at home and common misconceptions when it comes to running a business, which I thought was quite interesting. And I can't take credit for this idea as the amazing Anita of Word Fetty and the Brand Fetty podcast did an interview with her husband and this is what sparked the episode idea today. So th- a big thanks to Anita and you should definitely go check out that episode as well. But I hope you find this conversation as entertaining as I did. Let's get into it. All right, let's do this. Rainy Sunday afternoon. I've got questions for you. You ready? Okay, go ahead. Maddie's really keen to do this interview. (laughs) My first ever podcast. Here we go. So for everyone who doesn't know, um, can you introduce yourself? What's Uh, your name? I'm Matthew Allen Jarvis. I am um, (laughs) Jessica Rufus. First name is fine. Better half. (laughs) Um, Long-suffering other half. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not very good with technology, so I apologise if any of my uh, terms get slightly wrong or I don't know much more. I'm not interviewing you on tech. Well, there's a computer in front of me, so I don't know what this is about. Ignore the computer. Okay. Okay, so uh, where are you from originally? 
um, from my dulcet tones. You can tell I am uh, don't herald from Sydney. I'm from the um, southwest part of England, the countryside, yeah. Somerset. And you probably have had the most jobs of anyone I've ever known. You've done all sorts of different things. Oh, I'm probably nearing the half century for uh, <laughs> <laughs> the changes of career. And, yeah, so yeah. I've been a microbiologist. Um, I've been a kayak tour guide. I've sold yep. bread at a German market. Um, As you do. Yeah, now I'm dabbling in the field of horticulture. So, yes, yeah. um, he plays it down, but he's a qualified horticulturalist and one of the best gardeners around. So three from TAFE. I've had a lot of bad managers and a lot of bad um, uh, co-workers and I've probably been a bad and a good worker at times. Yeah, yeah, I think having bad managers is so good for learning how to manage staff, I think. It's like how not to do it. Yeah, it's, um, and I find myself sometimes when I'm in charge falling into the same mistakes that I don't like, but you don't always learn from your mistakes as much as I'd like to, but yeah. And how, how do you describe Calabasaurus? To pay for. I, I just <laughs> Do you know what I do? As I was told, <laughs> it is a matchmaker for brands. It is. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. And so when you tell people what I do, what's a common misconception do you think when you speak to people, to other people about me or Calabasaurus? They generally think you're um, doing very well and loaded. Yeah, I wish. Which sadly is not true. No, it's not true yet. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm supposed to say that. You can other. say that. <laughs> Definitely. I agree with you. And so you hear about my challenges every day, pretty much, yeah. that I come home from work. Religiously, I might say. Yeah. <laughs> I hear about yours too. Thank you very much. My aches and pains. Um, so what do you think the biggest challenge is in running a startup? Like from your perspective, what do you think my biggest challenge is? Um... Well, from what you say to me, I mean, I can only go off that and from having my own small business as well, is um, it's having enough time to do everything because you want to do everything yourself. Yeah. And it's being able to basically, if you can't do it yourself, delegating for someone else to do it and finding someone who can do it to a, probably to a standard that you want. Yeah. And just having the time there's always so much going on and so much you need to do it's yeah. just there's never enough hours in the day i would i would say is probably yeah one of the hardest things. and why do you think delegating and stuff is so hard for um, people in general oh I, if you're like me you're probably a bit grumpy and i'm always convinced <laughs> that no one else does it as well as i do even though they probably do um <laughs> some people are probably better i'm, I'm always convinced you. i can do it quicker than everyone else even if i can't but mm. um yeah, so I, I find it quite hard. No one ever quite does it exactly how you want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's compromise involved. There, there, yeah, there needs to sometimes be compromise, yeah. And sometimes I want someone to do something and I'm like, why are they not doing it the way I want? Not realising that yeah. probably they've never been shown how to do it properly, like KO by me, but yeah, yeah. Which I should have done. So what kind of advice, I mean, you give very, very good advice, I would say, when I come home whinging about my Shut day. <laughs> Make me a cup of tea. (laughs) Other than that, what advice do you typically give me about this kind of stuff? I suppose you have to think no one cares as much about the business as you do. Yeah. Unless it's your own business, it's very hard. You get some stuff. I'd like to think that certainly some of the business I work for, I've definitely cared a lot about and done my best. But you can't always expect everyone 
to care as much about yeah, the business course. as what you are. Sometimes they are coming in, they want to do their job, they want to go home, forget yeah. about it. They're not thinking about it over the weekend and stuff, which is fine and you need to mm. sort of accept that. But obviously, yeah, it's hard. But when they're in work, it's like, yeah, you want to be on the ball and <laughs> doing as much yeah. as you can. Sort of thing. It's a bit of a mentality thing, getting out of the expecting everyone to be as good as you and care as much about the business as you. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely quite difficult, yeah. I think. And um, what kind of boss do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I'd say you're probably quite nice because I, I, from what I oh, see thanks. and from what I hear is, and what I gather is that you're probably sometimes seething on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I know, sometimes you can be with me, and I know I know you're not happy about something, but I'm not quite sure what. And sometimes it can take take a while. So to all work my staff out. feel the same way. Yeah, is that what you're just, like me, they know something's wrong. They're they're sort of a bit scared, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite small, so I'm not that bothered. And so, when it comes to work stuff, what do you think I'm really good at? Uh, I think you're very. Uh, on the ball as soon as you like I'm a ditherer so if you tell me a good idea I go oh that's a good idea. I should write that down but like and I might write it down which I probably won't get around to doing anyway and then maybe a couple of weeks later I'll act on it or speak to whoever I thought I was going to speak to about it but you'll just do it straight away so kind of like this podcast because I as far as I was concerned <laughs> I was coming home to sit and read my book and have a cup of tea and next thing you've stuck a microphone in front of me so. well the moment you started procrastinating your tax return I thought this is it <laughs> this is my time that's probably going to get done uh, on the, uh, the hour before midnight I think yeah. the- so what would you say my biggest weakness is with work I would say at the very start of us dating yeah I mean I, I'm a cynic by nature and maybe you were very optimistic about people and always mm-hmm. saw the good in people. Yeah, I'm definite. I was definitely too trusting, way too trusting. Yeah, and some people are shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible thing to say, I Unfortunately. Know, but, yeah. But then that's also a good thing because, you know, like someone like me will always be a bit cynical about why someone's being nice. I don't always give everyone a go, so it's not not always a a weakness so that's probably a bit mean to say that um (laughs) it was it it was a weakness in that it led to some a pretty big mistake in in the business is kind of what you're referring to right yeah yeah like trusting someone that you know ended up screwing yeah (laughs) screwing me over a bit Mm. no i agree with that definitely a weakness i learned my lesson with that would you say i'm getting better I, I would say, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I definitely don't be as cynical as me because that's probably <laughs> not the way to live. But, um, and the only other thing I can think of is... We'll add to the list while we're here. We'll add to the list. Yeah, I'll just keep wrapping them up. <laughs> as long as what we else do As long do as, I as we don't do at? it in reverse, then it's all right. <laughs> um, the, the only other thing is that possibly you, you expect high standards from other people. Yeah. And you, it's kind of like the, you know, expecting the whole old saying, expecting common sense. Mm. Common sense isn't that common. You expect people to have the same values as you do, mm-hmm. to be able to work as hard as you, to get the hints that you would get. <laughs> uh-huh. um, 
which doesn't always happen. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so maybe sometimes you probably you have to really explain yeah. what you want and what is expected and don't presume that they're going to have the same work ethic as you are and just be able to pick up and do the do what you want in the way you want it. Mm. Even though that's what you would do and you think, well, surely they'd see it that way. Yeah. From my experience as well, like that just... Doesn't really, pan out that way. Yeah, like that. absolutely. I'm definitely learning yeah. <laughs> that lesson slowly. And, and sometimes you do, <laughs> like you have to just spell things out yeah. as clearly as you can. I feel like I'm in a performance like a review thing, all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Got anything else to me? You did ask me, so I wasn't trying to be mean. <laughs> Are you not being mean? No, no, no. I just feel like I'm like, oh, what else could I work on? What else? What, <laughs> what else, else have you got for me? Way? Well, to be honest, this glass cup of tea was a bit suspect. And what's it like living with someone who runs a startup, would you say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously awesome, but um, no, it, it's, it's interesting because um, obviously for me, I mean, I work in trades mostly and... Um, yeah, I don't really think about like any more about like hiring staff and things like you do and, um, you know, running businesses and I have no idea about the whole tech sector. So it is interesting when you explain to me all these different things. And it's, it's also interesting, actually, like I often find I kind of understand what you're talking about from experiences I've had in other jobs, whether it be like working in a factory or doesn't matter what the business is, it's always the same sort of problems and the same yeah um, good stuff as well for sure i think it's like super varied though because because you've got to touch so like every area of the business you can't just go i'm just going to do marketing because that's what i love and that's what i'm good at like you have to look at doing everything from finance to managing staff to create like design through it yeah everything. exactly so when you when you come home some days you're you'll be telling about you were speaking to the accountant or something yeah they've worked out this with the tax bracket or something and yeah next day you'll be telling me about the cleaners haven't done this or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um there's, there's all sorts going on so, yeah. yeah so that sounds like a bit of an upside what about the flip side of that? What frustrations or downside do you think there is to living with someone who runs a startup? Um, well, you don't switch off from it very easily. You don't think I switch off? Not very easily. Okay. Unless you're like watching TV, binge watching TV or something. I find, yeah, you're, you don't really switch off. And you can, in the middle of a conversation, suddenly pick your phone up and like, I don't know what you do, but generally you, you thought of an idea, <laughs> obviously, because I've said something so wise. And then you've, uh, you've started uh, making a note in your phone because you're very proactive like that. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I would say I don't switch off. I can switch off with binge watching TV, which that's like an escape for me. Whereas yeah. other people like hate that it's not relaxing to them. Yeah, like I, I don't think you find watching TV relaxing, no, do you? No, not really. Oh, I, I do sometimes, but it's like I don't want to just watch TV. Fair enough. I think, you know, when it comes to um, like exercise and stuff like that, I've got a lot of friends running businesses who are just like exercise is the only time I can switch off. But I find when I'm exercising, I'm thinking about work more even than like, like watching Netflix or something like that is the way I will completely switch off. And even the podcasts and stuff I listen to, they're all work podcasts. So. Yeah. Um, reading's 
something that I do, which I yeah. know I, you used to read a lot, I think. I picked up I a book the other day. Yeah, I don't think you read so much these days, so I, no, I don't know whether that's partly because, uh, yeah, you struggle to stress. concentrate. Yeah, <laughs> stress. Um, okay, so, oh, that's perfect for my next question, which is, how do I cope with stressful situations or motivational ruts? Because you have seen me Binge through. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen me through some like ups and downs in this business. Like we've been together over four years now, and Calabasaurus has been running for just over five years. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, to go back a little bit, when we first started dating, and I was transitioning out of working, you know, waitressing and English tutoring and stuff like that, which I was still doing on the side. It was really you who got me out of that pattern. So do you remember how that all came about and what you told me back then? Yeah, I didn't, didn't hardly get to see you, so I was yeah. like, you could stop doing so much stuff. But no, I... I, I brought home ham and cheese croissants all you the did, time. You yeah. It was actually much more fun when you worked in the restaurant than now. More yeah. free stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I just remember saying that if you put the same... I think time and effort into those if you as long as you put those hours into the business into Collabsaurus yeah then you would get the same and in the long run I could certainly see better financial returns yeah so it was just I think understandably the security of yeah. having the money in the now yeah was what you've worried and, and many times that's still to this day in fact recently you were talking about you know it's like having the money in your hand now it's hard to give up that security even though you know it's pretty obvious to see if you put those hours into yeah. the business you could actually in the long run certainly maybe not immediately but down yeah. the line how much do you need to afford almost like yeah. two months of it to catch up kind yeah, of thing exactly yeah, there, yeah there's always a lag in your own business yeah like i mean i think i was doing you know five six hour shifts mm. waitressing and then i was doing um, high school English tutoring after work some days yeah. and it was all kind of all over the place but you were just like well what if you spent six hours a week doing sales like yeah, for Collabasaurus exactly. which, is, which is a day of sales yeah so. like how long would it take you to earn that same money and yeah. all that kind of stuff so I think that was really good advice um, and yeah taking the leap and kind of going full-time while it absolutely wasn't immediate and I actually reckon it's bad advice to just say, oh, jump in when you have a business idea. Just jump in full time. Well, you have to be able you to have afford to... somewhere to live. Exactly. To live. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't go in it, but it's like, you know, we've compromised here. We live mattress on the floor and stuff. It's very bohemian. So we moved in here. I didn't have any furniture or milk crates. It sounds on my like we live in table. a cave. Yeah, we, we live in a crap den, basically. But. Uh, <laughs> But I yeah, there was, you know, there was no extravagance whatsoever. No, so yeah, there's cut, compromise cut for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm really glad I didn't because startups, particularly something like Collabasaurus, which is a tech company, for it to be profitable, you know, it takes it takes time. So I'm actually really glad that I weaned into it from doing like shift work and stuff like that. Um, I probably could have quit the shift work and stuff a little bit earlier. I think there was that safety net there yeah. and that I just couldn't let go of. But mentally, when I did let go of that and put those six hours into dedicated sales, it paid off. And I remember thinking, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do I cope with stressful situations and motivational ruts? And I think the period of time my mind really goes to is 
post San Francisco coming home from that and thinking about maybe shutting the business at the time. And it was a few months of being like really down, not knowing what I wanted to do, petrified of going back into a corporate job and all that kind of stuff. And you were basically my life coach throughout that. So thank you. (laughs) How would you say I cope in general with those kinds of situations, which are kind of inevitable running a startup? I think you you definitely doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, it's funny because, because I don't understand it, but as far as I can see, it's all, you know, the business is doing it, it's doing well. Yeah. So, and I, I can see it's, it's, it's growing and stuff from my simplistic mind. I can work out, oh, it's going Stop well. Stop putting yourself well. down. You understand it a lot, <laughs> well, lot more than you're giving yourself credit but for. But no, you're, you're sometimes, you know, I remember, you know, you, you'd come back and you'd, you'd be a bit, oh, I don't think it's going as well as what it could. And, yeah. and I remember just saying to you like, well, are you losing money? You, yeah. And you were like, no. And I was like, well, have you got enough to live? Like, women, well, I mean, we definitely don't live fri- um, frivolously. And it was like, you were like, well, yeah. And I was yeah. like, well, is it going to get better? And you were like, well, yeah. And I was like, well, do you want to do a corporate job or do you want to just give this a go? It doesn't, it's not all about, you know, you can earn an extra 20,000 an hour or uh, 20,000 a year or something. <laughs> That'd be nice. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> <Quit>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like 20,000 a, um, a year or something. And yeah, it'd be great for that year. But then you, I don't think you'd enjoy it. I don't think you're doing a job that you don't really, uh, a corporate job that maybe it's not yours. So you're not as passionate about. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that would be a great thing. And it was, um, yeah, it was a shame to watch you doubt yourself. And yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. You've definitely, um, you've started doubting it and going, oh, is it too much? Is this stress? Is it not going to work? And I, I generally look at it from my layman's way and I think, well, is it doing okay? Is it, you know, growing? Has it got potential? And if it has, then why would you stop? You love it. It's like, yeah, it's your, your project. It's what you enjoy. It's what you're passionate yeah. about. I, I remember pretty much forcing you I don't know whether I can say this on this, but... I can cut it out. Forcing you to take um, $300 a week to pay yourself $300 a week. And you weren't weren't happy about doing it. And eventually I said, we'll do an extra hour a week on sales and you'll pay for that $300 a week. 100%. Something always came to kind of, yeah, Yeah. fill the gap. It wasn't an extra $300. It was $300. Yeah. It It wasn't on top of anything. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, that was when I quit, um, like, waitressing and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get not very much then, but potentially mm-hmm. in the long run, you could, you know, yeah, do well out of it, which was obviously yeah. the plan. Compromise in the short term so that you can benefit massively yeah, in the long term. Exactly. That's, exactly. The, that's yeah. the hope for sure. Do you want to talk about San Francisco? You can if you want. Sure. I had a nice time. I was road tripping for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so for everyone who's not familiar, in 2018, I got accepted into the Austrade Landing Pads program, which is like a three-month landing pad, essentially. They've got all over the world. They've got one in San Francisco, which is the one I applied for. And I don't know, three, three months, I look back now and I go, that was nothing. But at the time, it felt big, like to go, to go away for three months and, and do all of that so far from home that was going to be very expensive investment really what was that like as a partner it was hard because i knew you 
you should do it. Like I, I think I straight away because I know you ummed and ahed, and yeah, and I was like, this is yeah, you've got to do it. It's a yeah. great opportunity, and and I remember saying, I look, I said only three months. Just yeah. three months is not long. Just go do it, give it your all, sort of thing. I hate doing long distance. Yeah, and it it sucks, but you know, and and then we worked out that I could come over and and visit. So I was going to come over just. Just the two weeks the, yeah just after the halfway mark I think. yeah yeah like around the two months sort of mark yeah and um, what was I like when you arrived was oh. it what you expected <laughs> was <laughs> I coping um yeah you were you know you were good because it was um you know you'd been excited there was a lot going on I think I think you were you were tired and I was so tired I think when you're left to your own devices, you tend to work all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think you were just being stayed up late, just I working was. all the time. And- it's funny. I think I'm like a kid when you're not around. It's like I don't have a bedtime. And because there's the two time zones, I was working across two different time yeah. zones and just not sleeping because, you know, um, you Gabby and Emma were up. Get up early. <laughs> yeah. Who has to be up at half Who, five? Well, every I wasn't lying so next to you. You're talking yeah. to him at nine o'clock at night because he wants to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, exactly. Like, I usually would just go to sleep and put away my phone and everything because also mm. I'm very conscious of keeping you awake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what ended up happening was, you know, Gabby and Emma and stuff were online. So I ended up chatting to them and Kendrick and we were building stuff and so I was just yeah I was not sleeping I remember being super super tired you met a lot of really good friends as well as yes you know, you're, still, you're still friends with a lot of people from there who are really nice and yeah and you met you know useful mm. contacts as well it was good yeah. for the business and mm. I'd, I'd say even if things didn't always go the way you wanted it was like you know yeah. you learned a lot from it and yeah which which I've noticed you generally do if it doesn't Sometimes it can be a bit frustrating, but you've got quite a good attitude in that you think, oh, well, I'm going to have to learn something from this. And yeah, yeah you'll have your self-doubt, but then you suddenly <laughs> realise, oh, okay, I learned that from that. It's good. So, yeah. Took a few months to take the learning, I think, post San Francisco. I was so, so exhausted. I think I honestly just burnt out Yeah. by the time I came I home. Like, we went we- down south and had like Christmas down there, remember, and I was just so tired yeah it's um again it's a small it's running the business because it's yeah. like what well, we've never had a week's holiday yeah or anything like that i mean i say it sounds very first world i've never had a week's holiday <laughs> away but um but it's, it's like you know, know. At, at most we've had like a long weekend yes in five years or whatever it is yeah so it's you don't really get a break and even on you know the times we have been away like we went up to um like we stayed in Bangalore and stuff like around the Ballinger mm, area. I was working. And you were working, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a work. I spoke thing. at an event. We went somewhere else. I can't, where we went. Oh, it's good. <laughs> We've got one in a couple of months, in a month. Yeah, that's a work thing that's too. Work thing, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, but, but, I feel terrible. Know, but that's the thing. It's like you don't get time off within, no. even when you think you're having time off. You're not. I know. So in and five years, if you haven't switched off, then yeah. You burn out. It yeah. gets tiring. I think. I think I also remember explaining to you before, which is like, you've started this business. You've given yourself a chance to to do something, you know, work wise, really, really good. Um, which I could never do. Like I don't have the, totally could. the ability to start my own business and and just go you this do, far. And you could. But, but someone <laughs> that has, like yourself, you know, that's a huge opportunity. Like not everyone can have this opportunity. So you might as well 
give it a go like why not you anyone can slog away in a job they don't really like most people do it's like you know you like it sometimes but you might not love it so you've got an opportunity to actually work really hard and give something that you own you've built from the ground you actually give that a chance yourself to do the best you can what's the best thing you think i've done in business i think the best thing you've done is that basically every time i speak to you apart from with the initial covid thing and everything is that um business keeps growing which is which is great it's yeah it's fantastic yeah it's growing yeah, that's is. exciting <laughs> I've started listening to podcasts I know you oh well, yeah well, this is a podcast have you so. listened to one of my podcasts I've never listened to one of yours I probably should <laughs> you listen to this one there we go um, I'm sure this is the best the best, best. the best of the bunch <laughs>